The military community has been divided over an ongoing trial of a Navy SEAL. Chief Edward R. Gallagher stands accused of killing a wounded ISIS fighter in Iraq, as well as shooting at civilians multiple times. He has denied all charges and pleaded not guilty. His own platoon has turned against him, revealing to the public what they say Gallagher did, which was beyond how troops are supposed to act in war. Still, Gallagher has a strong contingent of support. Some members of the military, Republican lawmakers, conservative media, and President Donald Trump. For the San Diego Union Tribune, I'm Daniel Wheaton, and this is a special episode of your San Diego News Fix. Andrew Dyer, you're the military correspondent for the Union Tribune, and I'm calling you at Naval Base San Diego as you're covering the ongoing Eddie Gallagher trial. It's been a weekend since we last talked. Why don't you tell us what happened Friday? Well, Friday afternoon, after we spoke, um, we heard from two prosecution witnesses, Petty Officer 2nd Class Dalton Tolbert and Petty Officer 2nd Class Joshua Vrenz. Both of them were snipers in Gallagher's platoon during the 2017 deployment in Iraq. And uh, both of them testified that they had seen uh, civilians shot by a riverbank, um, and both of them said Gallagher was the one who shot them. There were these two uh, bombed-out buildings. Mm-hmm. Uh, we They're often referred to as sniper towers. Um, both of them were in a separate tower. Uh, these buildings are right next to each other, though, um, and Gallagher would operate out of the other tower. Mm-hmm. Um Tolbert said that um, he saw through his scope uh, an old man going to the river to, to get water. Um, this part of Mosul, there was no running water and um, uh-huh. because this was an ISIS occupation. Um, and um, in order to uh, protect the old man, Tolbert said he uh, fired a warning shot to the man's side. The man scrambled back. Uh, ran to a building, tried the door, but the door wouldn't open. It was locked, and then he tried to get into another building, and then uh, he said the man was wearing, like, a white traditional uh, garb. Yeah. And he saw um, a red pool form square in the man's back, and he saw him go down, saw him struggle to get back up. At some point, he did get back up, and then uh, later fell again. Um, mm-hmm. And this is uh, the second major accusation uh, against Gallagher, correct? Yes. Now he's also accused of stabbing a wounded ISIS fighter in the the neck mm-hmm. and, and killing him. The the charge there is premeditated murder. Um, now, um, of course, on Thursday we heard a, a bombshell from another SEAL, uh, Petty Officer First Class Corey Scott, who said that uh, said that he was the one uh, who killed the fighter after Gallagher stabbed him. He covered his airway, uh, according to his testimony. But um, that's uh, these other charges against Gallagher that he was shooting, shooting civilians um, during that deployment as well. Uh, other witnesses um, have testified that after the uh, the old man was shot, that Gallagher got on the radio and said, "You guys missed him, but I got him." Mm-hmm. Um, In the sniper tower, was Gallagher alone? No, and it's unclear who was with him. But um, so Steel Platoon has about twenty guys, give or take, and um, any uh, about a minimum of four um, we've heard so far would be in each tower at any given time. So I think it's reasonable to to assume some one or more people were in the tower with Gallagher, but um, we haven't heard from them, and there's no indication from the prosecution that they're going to call any of them as witnesses. 
Interesting. So um, that's um, a big topic of conversation amongst the uh, the people in the gallery and the trial is um, if we know there were other people in the trial with Gallagher, you know, why aren't we hearing from them? And, uh, yeah, I think that's a, kind of an open-ended question. Um, you know, we could be surprised. Maybe they do call some of them, but they're not on the witness list and they're not part of the um, investigation that is leaked. So, uh, yeah, it's kind of a big question about who was with Gallagher during what alleged incidents took place. So that's what happened with the old man, but what about the girls? We also heard uh, Friday from uh, Petty Officer First Class Joshua Vrenz, who um, was in the other tower during a separate incident in which he says he saw a group of four young girls, um, all of them wearing like flower print hijabs and mm-hmm. different colored dresses, and he saw one of them grab their stomach, fall. Um, The other girls looked at Gallagher's tower after the shot rang out, and um, a a third girl helped the wounded one over a berm, and and they disappeared. Mm -hmm. Um, Vrenz also testified that Gallagher showed him a photo of the deceased fighter and um, told him that he stabbed him, and he looked him in his eyes, and he stabbed him again. Um, Mm -hmm. The the defense attorney, um, Timothy Palatori, has... um, attacked these seals as being millennials and there being a a generational difference between them and Gallagher and they didn't like fighting hard and they didn't like combat and that um, they resented Eddie for pushing them and putting them in dangerous situations. Um, That's, of course, coming from the defense and you'll hear that kind of stuff from the family as well, but none of that has really come out in testimony in court, however. Um, Today, we've heard from two expert witnesses for the prosecution. One was a uh, uh, audio-visual forensic analyst. And is that video about the stabbing? The the fighter being brought to the seal, to their little compound by the Iraqi forces. Yeah, that video. You can hear, um, you can hear them talking. You can hear some of the seals, you know, talking about treating him. Um, you see Gallagher go down and start performing medical procedures. I think what the prosecution wants the jury to see is that this fighter was alive, responsive, talking. Um, at some point, Gallagher leans on his leg, which has an undefined injury, and the fighter yelps out in pain and, uh-huh. and lurches forward, at which point Gallagher kind of shoves him by his hips back down on the ground. Um, we also heard from a uh, forensic pathologist who testified about the, the scene after the fighter had died. There's some blood pooled along the shoulder, under the neck, and down the arm. Um, and this forensic pathologist testified that that bleeding and the bandaging on the body were consistent with a stab wound to the, to the neck or to the uh, uh, lower neck by the clavicle. Uh-huh. And also, what's the issue with the stabbing? Does it matter that much if the stabbing caused that fighter to die? Or does the fact that he did it enough to convict someone of murder? That's a good question. Um, Because it depends on his intent, right? Right. So he's charged with premeditated murder, Uh uh, meaning that he wanted to kill him. The government says he wanted a prop for his re-enlistment ceremony. Um, Now, whether or not... Now, this expert did testify that those wounds would absolutely be enough to to kill him. It would have Uh caused a lot of internal bleeding and cutting off the blood supply to the brain. You know, um, time of death is pretty quick when that happens. Um, It's really just going to be up to the jury to to decide if if they believe Corey Scott. Corey Scott, who said 
he saw the stabbing, um, but also said that he was the one that covered the breathing tube. Um, part of the system in the military uh, military justice is the jury can consider a lesser charge. So if they do not find him guilty of premeditated murder, they could um, hypothetically decide to find him guilty of attempted murder. Uh-huh. Um, that is an option for the jury. Um, but we're, you know, we're still in the prosecution's case. We're a long way from uh, jury deliberations, but um, that's always a possibility. And, and um, I think the, the defense is still, uh, their case is still that he did not stab this guy. Mm-hmm. And um, are you seeing that the, the uh, prosecution kind of go through the same strategy as they had before? Because everyone was surprised on Thursday when we had that testimony from Corey Scott. Have they? Has there been a, a kind of a sea change, or do you think they're still kind of staying their course? I think they um, maybe they learned their lesson about putting people on the witness stand if they don't know the answers to their questions. Uh-huh. Um, there is a third witness to the stabbing. Petty Officer Second Class uh, Ivan Villanueva, whose name has seemingly uh, disappeared from the witness list. Um, We thought we were going to hear from him, but um, on Friday, prosecutors read which witnesses they were planning on talking to today, and Villanueva's name was not on that list. Um, We have yet to hear from uh, Master Chief Alazali, who was uh, the senior enlisted advisor for the platoon um some one of the seals in a, in a text message actually said that alazali had been in a tower with gallagher shooting civilians um now this is something that came up on on friday and, and early in the week as well the uh the seals that got together and reported gallagher they had a uh a, a group text um a number of group texts affiliated with this platoon and in one of them, um, Tolbert, the the sniper from the the second tower, um, made a comment that he had seen Eddie Gallagher kill somebody who who didn't deserve to die, mm-hmm. and he also said that he he fired more warning shots trying to protect civilians from Eddie than he ever took at ISIS. So, is is there any like? Um like really solid evidence uh, in those group texts that could be used for either side? Or is it just kind of more context for the testimony that we see from witnesses? So there's a lot of the defense wants to say that they got together and planned to, to, to set the chief up uh-huh. and kind of plan to, to do this. But there's other texts in there where they encourage each other to be truthful and to just tell the truth and you'll be fine. Um, so I don't know how effective the defense's argument there is. Certainly there was some coordination among them um, as far as we're going to go talk to the boss on this day versus this other day. Um, there's They encourage each other to to stick with it. I, th- I would imagine it's very difficult to be in that position where you're um, turning somebody in and reporting them for, for murder. Yeah. Um, but um, I don't know if it means what the defense wants us to think it means um, there's a, certainly there's a lot in those text messages, though. Yeah, it, it seems like you really can't prove a mutiny per se. I, a mutiny is a very strong word, and I, I certainly haven't seen evidence that this was a mutiny in these text messages. Um, I think either side can argue, and it's it's just a it, it's 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 just a vague enough to where. It's kind of almost what you what you you can make of it what you want. 
Yeah, you're missing the context of when the conversation was happening, so it's certainly not the best piece of evidence one could have. Mm-hmm. And uh, what are we expecting the rest of today? Um, well, we're waiting on the defense to cross-examine the forensics, um, patho- forensic pathologist. And um, as of Friday, um, the prosecution planned on calling Master Chief Alizawi today as well. So um, I'm hoping we get to hear from the Master Chief because he might be able to corroborate or uh, dispute some of the uh, allegations about the sniper tower because um, during one of the incidents, I believe he was he was present with, with Gallagher. Yeah, and it, it seems like the sniper tower thing will probably uh, take up a large portion of this uh, trial as there's a lot more people who are moving parts in this rather than the incident with the fighter. Well, you know, it's, it's tough to say because um, I don't know if the prosecution is going to call these other, uh, the other snipers that were in the tower. It's, it's curious, and I don't know if the defense will call them either. They certainly could. All right, Andrew Dreyer, let you get back to the courtroom. Thank you so much. All right, thank you. Thanks for listening to the San Diego News Fix. You can support our journalism by signing up for any or all of our print and digital products at uniontrib.com slash subscribe. Until next time.